Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're taking a look at this passage of scripture in Romans chapter 8, where it talks about if God didn't spare his own son, he sent his one and only son for us, how would he not freely give us all things, freely or graciously give us all things? And just the other day, we did this video on our communion meditation video on how God is not withholding. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly or blamelessly with him. So in Christ, he's not withholding anything. I was just thinking about this recently, thinking about this verse, kept coming to mind. God freely and graciously gives us all things. It's all available in Christ. And one of the symptoms that we talk about of being out of position, we talk about our four fundamentals regularly. One of the symptoms of being out of position, to being out of Christ, we're walking in darkness rather than walking in the light is that things are being withheld. And sometimes we can get this mindset that maybe God is trying to withhold something from me. For whatever reason, we might think God is trying to withhold something. But if he would send his one and only son, how would he not freely and graciously give us all things? No good thing does he withhold. And I think it becomes about us learning how to keep our positioning in Christ, to get in position and then to learn how to receive from him, where we see the fruit or the result of it in our lives. So we're going to be taking communion over this today, just giving us understanding and asking for help to be able to receive and to be able to walk in all these good things that he's given us in Christ. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was just doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. At the time, I was running my personal training business. The business started out great, but I got, I got into some tough times. Some months when my business is losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of just going for a walk with my wife around the neighborhood, telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. And it wasn't for a lack of seeking or searching, because I've been reading books, taking courses, going to seminars, been traveling all over the country, studying with some of the best health and fitness experts in the world. And not just health and fitness, but other areas of life as well. But I wasn't finding what I was looking for. And then one day I came across this challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. Then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, just seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? Well, the book of Proverbs tells us that wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom and understanding. And so I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God. I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me, began to train me. He taught me this whole new way of living, where we make him the source, we make him the center of it. Now, it wasn't always easy all the time, because I had to learn how to put off my own way, old ways, learn how to do things in a different way, how to operate my life in a totally different way. At times, I found myself in some impossible-looking situations, only to see God just come through over and over again as it built my trust in him more and more. 
And over the course of about 10 years of just documenting what I was learning, what he was taking me through, it turned into this whole series of books and courses and now partners that we call the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe God has shown me the most important thing is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point in our lives and change the trajectory going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. It's this opportunity to abide in him, to remember his sacrifice and all that it means for us so that we don't forget. The Apostle Paul said that every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in the new covenant. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence for the sacrifice of Jesus, all that he went through and what his sacrifice means for us, giving us this new covenant with God, this covenant relationship with God. So the process we typically use, we start with about a two minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in First Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine or judge themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we've been talking about some practical physical workout tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith and to apply it. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. Thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us. And the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us. And the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us, to make your face shine upon us and let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders 
and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with God down into today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's what we talk about, executing these four fundamentals and bringing some fun and some energy into them today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there was a process. There were steps and stages along their journey. They didn't just step into it in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ, I believe there's a process with steps and stages as well. And very simply, I think it starts with just believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we can ever ask or think or dream or imagine. And then it's being willing to, fo- being willing to move forward with his plan. Being willing to put off our old ways and to embrace this new way of living. Where we learn how to rest, we learn how to trust in him and allow his beautiful plan to unfold in his perfect timing. So our first fundamental, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, we got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to receive this forgiveness from God. We're going to forgive ourselves in the middle. We're going to walk in forgiveness with other people. To walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle, always assuming the best, keeping no record of wrongs, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because when we're in Christ, God freely and graciously gives us all things. No good thing does he withhold. He's taken everything that he has and he put it all in Christ. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get to be in him today. We have access to his spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources, fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And it's all available to be received. But then we got to learn how to get it flowing through us out into the world where we can see the fruit or the result of it in our life. So our first step is to get in position. Our second step, I believe, is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of the light. And we're going to expand the capacity where God can flow more of all these good things through us. Sometimes we have to expand our capacity to be able to receive all these things. And the way we do that is through magnifying the light, I believe. It's also going to get this new covenant rooted and established in our heart. Where we become more fixed and consistent in it. And to magnify the light, we've talked about the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. One basket full of the issues and problems and testings we face. The other basket full of our praise. Which basket are we going to fill up with our thoughts, our focus, our attention, our words, our meditation? Which basket are we going to fill up? To magnify the light, we can fill up that basket of praise. Praising God for his word and his unfailing love and his faithfulness for who he is, for all that he's done for us in Christ. 
looking back at all that he's already done and keep in mind what he started, he's going to finish. We could fill up that basket of praise. This is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply choosing to focus on that other basket, to fill up that basket of praise instead, because we rest and we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, bitterness, unforgiveness, filling up that basket of the issues and problems, venting, complaining, pouting, getting upset and depressed over it. And that's where we're going to learn to recognize the symptoms. One of the big symptoms I want to highlight today, withholding. When we're out of position, there might be the tendency to think, God wouldn't do that for me. He's withholding something from me. He's not giving that to me because I did wrong. I did this, whatever it may be. But no good thing does he withhold. In Christ, he graciously and freely gives us all things. And then we've got to watch. Because that withholding can creep in where we want to withhold things from others. We don't want to do the good that we know to do for other people because they did something we didn't like. We think that's the way that God does things with us. But he sees us in Christ. Other symptoms on the inside, you have this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. Might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck. And all that weight and pressure just drains the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future. Envisioning all these worst case scenarios. Having flashbacks of things in the past. And unfortunately, this can become a pattern. This can become a habit. And we get stuck in these vicious cycles that seem to keep repeating over and over. But when we take our position in the light, There's rest in our soul. There's fullness and completeness in him. We've got fellowship with God, fellowship with people. And when we rest, God goes to work. And now everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And all those good things that he put in Christ just begin to flow through us. And now all of a sudden, we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, we ever miss it, it just takes a moment to get right back in position again. I think presence is a big key. Presence can turn the tables, get us back in position. Just getting aware of what's going on. Recognizing those symptoms and then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. If we need to forgive others or say we're sorry, we take those steps. And we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness and his love. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it, see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. And then our third fundamental, we're going to stay tuned in today. Every day, God's trying to teach us and train us and navigate us, to give us things to do, things to say, things to speak. But we've got to stay tuned in to him. My favorite way to do this is with a journal before bed. And I like to start with what we call some filters at the top of the journal. These filters help us navigate throughout the day, help guide our decision making, help keep God's vision and plan and standards for our life top of mind. For example, a filter might look something like this. 
God is working continually for my good, and I'm going to do continually good for others. And that short phrase just helps us to navigate when the issues and problems arise. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position, and then to magnify. What went well today? What did I see God doing in my life today? Because the more we look for them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this question, God, what were you trying to show me today? What were you trying to teach me? What were you trying to show me today? And just get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, just begin to write those things down. And then we got to stay tuned in throughout the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just get more present. Slow down for a couple minutes. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up or charged up in him again. And then the final thing I like to do in my journal is to plan out the upcoming day with God. That's where I learn about our fourth fundamental, doing what we know to do today. I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? Because sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule, not living in the present moment. And I was getting ahead of him. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. It's easy to come up with all kinds of reasons not to take action today. So I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle. That the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. As I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. Let there be light. So those are the first words out of my mouth every morning now. And it's amazing how just such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him that he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at the scripture. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously or freely give us all things. Think about that. He was willing to send his one and only son. How would he not graciously and freely give us all things? He's not withholding from us. But I've learned this in my own life. We have to learn how to get in position to receive all these things he's put in Christ. We've got to get in position to receive them by faith. And we've got to learn how to walk in them. So, Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help with that today. We just thank you that you've freely and graciously given us all things in Christ. No good thing do you withhold from us. And we're asking for your help today to help us to receive all these good things, to teach us how to walk in them, to teach us how to receive and to see them functioning and flowing in our life. All these good things that you've given us in Christ. We thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
Let's take a moment to remember God sent us his one and only son. Jesus is willing to come and humble himself even unto death on a cross. He died for our sins. The cup of God's wrath, all of his anger and frustration with the sins of humanity poured onto the body of Jesus. He was crushed by God. He was destroyed by God. But then he was raised back to life. He was victorious over death. And now that same victorious power lives on the inside of us. That same spirit and power lives on the inside of us. How would he not freely give us all things? He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight, all through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness. He transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of God's dear son. This is his kingdom. It means he's Lord. Making him Lord of our life. His blood cleanses us, makes atonement for us. Gives us his new covenant, this blood-sworn oath. That God is with us, he's for us, he's fighting for us, working for our good. Freely and graciously given us all things in him. So Father, we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Be of your juice, you can take your juice. All right. Workout stuff. Just a quick reminder today. As you're going through your workouts, be more present. Presence is what I call the grace table turner. It's one of the shortcuts to get all those good things flowing through you. To turn the tables and see that grace flowing through you. It takes the pressure off of you. Get more present. One of the easiest ways to do that, focus on one rep at a time. For example, if you're doing eight reps or 10 reps or something, I focus on I'm doing one rep eight times. One beautiful rep at a time. Get more present. Get the most out of each rep. It's amazing what a difference this makes. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.